0: um yeah it's uh yeah no it's great to actually finally have um finally have uh i suppose a, a guest as well again for the first time in a couple of weeks and also to uh to finally have Claire on because we've been you know obviously as we said a bit of back and forth and just things happen in the meantime and what have you but um and it's and it's a miracle simon you're actually you're actually on time which is
1: yeah i thought i'd make an effort for claire
0: yeah to be fair. <laughs> I'm, I'm not worth the
1: effort of course but you know <laughs>
0: Good evening fine people of the world and welcome along to this week's edition of Reeling in Your Ears Your train is nearly approaching the station, just a few more stops until we complete this journey Uh, I'm your driver Kieran Walsh and to join me, as always, my engineer on this locomotive, the trolley dolly on this runaway train It's Simon Chadwick Hey
1: Kieran, how are you getting on?
0: All good, I decided to go with train related puns because I went on the dart for the first time in years last week And uh, boy, that was quite the experience
1: Yeah, I was going to say, how'd you find that?
0: Um well I mean it was easy enough to find the, the train station was quite local. Um but uh no it was um oh God it was just crazy. We got in we got on the, the the dart in Grand Canal Station and that was fine. It was totally empty, uh really kind of real, relatively empty. And then we got to the next stop, the doors opened. There was just this huge pong of weed um and this like I don't know, crowd of eighty young people, uh, and I say young people because they could not have been older than fourteen. Uh, a gaggle, I believe, uh, uh, is what they're called, and yeah, they just got on and were were so loud. So I'm, um, yeah, and it was a long journey out to Malahide too.
1: You're you're slipping more and more into old man territory every day, Kieran. Every yeah. week I speak to you.
0: Uh, old man yells a dart, uh, something along those lines. Yeah, but uh, the train back was great, crack. The dart back was great, crack Because we were all drunk and then we, were, we started singing a couple of Strad songs with some Cork farmers. So um, I told them to listen out for this podcast. So if you're listening, I hope they made it back to the farm. Okay, because they were supposed to be up. We got the dart at like one o'clock in the morning. They were supposed to be back on the farm in Cork at 6 a.m. So. Yeah, I know you, like you can't beat the work ethic of farmers, particularly those from Cork. Like, um, And I know they're from Cork because they do what all Cork people do is they let you know they're from Cork, um, <laughs> to be fair. Um, but enough uh, hot talking and a grandstanding. Uh, Simon, we have a guest this week and it is your job, as always, my friend, to introduce them. So who do we got this
1: week? We do, Kieran. We have a very special guest this week. Uh, our first guest in a, in a little while. Um, we have a, a YouTuber. Uh, <laughs> podcaster, a social media influencer, some may know her as it's Claire Cullen.
2: Yes, I was wondering how you're going to introduce me there. I was like, is he going to notice how, how to pronounce Claire? <laughs> I've
1: been an avid Claire fan for <laughs> many
2: years. <ago. laughs> oh, yeah, and I also recently started Twitch streaming, but yes, very good, very good intro. Thank you very much. <laughs> Oh, Thanks for very, having me.
0: Very nice. Well, we always like to um, when we have a guest who is of some prominence, I guess, in terms of social, um, you know, social media influence. I suppose we, you know, we like to get the you know bit of cross promotion here. So you're you're right. So you're on Twitch and and, and YouTube. So what's your YouTube channel? What's your Twitch channel? Promote whatever you want to promote.
2: So I'm everywhere basically as Clisare. So C L I S A R E. It's a long story, but it's literally just my name with an is in the middle. Um, so Clisare, and yeah, I'm on every platform like uh youtube and twitch would be my primary platforms in terms of content but then i'm also on like instagram twitter facebook if you're still on facebook (laughs) etc tiktok i am am still on facebook
0: i am am that age yeah as am i i'm i'm old as you can tell by my dark story (laughs) Awesome. So for those of you listening out there, make sure you go follow, like, watch, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so this week we are looking at the year 2013, nine years ago. Um, so we open up this year with Barack Obama addressing Waterfront Hall in Belfast. As he says, this generation of Nordies has seen more change rapidly than any other around the world. Um, and he drops in a what's the crack to arousing rousing. Applause. I don't know if you caught this as well, but when he said, um, You know, young people meeting in cafes and you just see two students in the crowd, a a young man and a young woman, and they just look at each other as if they say, Fucking cafe, fuck off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought I was like, That's us. He's talking about us. We go to cafes together. And I was like, I don't think you're the only people in the audience who go to a cafe, but.
0: Yeah, it's um it's it's great to see Barack still on his uh, on his Irish tour, I guess. It's it's almost like he's never he's never left. Um and also the G8 summit is held in Enniskillen this year, as we see resident villain Vladimir Putin, aka I'm Owen McLove and I can have you killed. Um <laughs> it must have been warm in Loch Erne as not one of them is wearing a tie, the unprofessional bastards. Um they gather around a nice table and Enda looks around like he's either trying to find the camera or the waiter to get the bill. They're all discussing, and End like leering over his chair, going, "I ordered the soup a couple hours ago." That was more me, Hall Martin, but yeah,
1: you got the point across. It's 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 fine. He kind of he kind of reminded me of like he's sitting in on the meetings like some work experience fella that you have in in the summer in the office, like just kind of <laughs> like we we'll let Enda sit in on some of it because he's president of the EU for a while. But you know, just just the, just the easy to understand things.
0: Yeah, God, I'm uh, he, he, uh, glad he's come back from his tour of handshaking to sit around a table and 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 try and summon the waiter for the bill. Um, th- th- I must,
2: sorry, I must say, um, I'm not an avid watcher now of Reeling in the Years normally myself, would you believe? <laughs> but I couldn't get over how much happened in the one year. Is every Reeling in the Years episode like this?
0: Pretty much, yeah. Um, I mean, some are, some years obviously more eventful than others. Uh, I mean, look, uh, I think Simon is up there in terms of really Years fandom, so he's more he's more qualified to comment on this than I am.
2: It literally felt like everything yeah. that's happened in the last ten years happened in twenty thirteen when I was <laughs> it. I was like, oh my god, every cultural iconic moment that I remember turns out it was in twenty thirteen.
1: Well, this is the beauty of the show because no matter what year you go back and watch. Um, Claire and I would have, I would say, li- watch them all someday and listen to our podcast while you're doing it. But if you, like if you go back and watch any year, just that's what'll happen. It's all this nostalgia hits you, particularly with these more recent ones, because you'll remember it as an yeah. adult. But yeah, uh, yeah, every yeah, they, they they pack whatever 25 minutes or whatever it is. They find uh, they find enough to fill it. So yeah, there's definitely. I think in this most recent series, they definitely started putting more in though. Like they flick between things very quickly, and some of the like 90s episodes and stuff. It was a bit more drawn out.
2: Yeah
0: yeah and i mean also the uh you know we don't have the troubles in these times so like whereas in the 80s and the 90s episodes there was a hell of a lot of like big incidents that you would just draw it for like four minutes at a time yeah yeah Yeah.
2: i quite liked in this one that they had like a nice mix between like serious news and then like internet news There was actually quite a bit of internet news in this one, which I was all about.
0: There was, to be fair. Actually, I think it was 2010, the one we opened with was literally a YouTube clip of the guy falling (laughs) on ice. Yeah, that was the first clip.
2: I really want to interview him. It's like my life goal to find him and interview him for a YouTube video. I'm dying to do it.
0: I think, yeah, I think that's going to take a lot of tracking down. If he uh,
2: listens to this podcast... Oh, yeah, we we've Please put out find the, me on social media.
0: We've put, out, we've put out the appeal. We were we still haven't gotten anything yet. <laughs> um, and uh, up next, Michelle Obama and her daughters visit Dublin and Wicklow and they uh, speak to the Gaiety Theatre. She advised the youth never forget home uh, and give back to the community who made you. So some sound bit of advice from uh, from a uh, somewhat of a respectable first lady.
2: And was this the visit where they created the Barack Obama Plaza? This must have been
0: no this was, or was there had, another one What episode was that we looked at that that
1: was 2011
0: no
2: oh that and was he, even earlier wow yeah
1: the 2011 one yeah he he arrived and he went to money Golf for like two hours and i think yes. they opened the plaza then. and yeah. he had a pint of guinness gee yeah, so he same.
2: came twice in two years
0: yeah
1: Three. pretty
2: much wow yeah, he, he kind of mad for it. it flat out mad for ireland so he was
0: <laughs> yeah he kind of made it as uh, he made it as a, his his second home almost um, yeah, his, his
1: daughters were less thrilled. I don't know if you saw the clip here where they're like some old book oh my God I've never seen more bored like are they both teenagers but one of them definitely is and, uh, that
2: that clip actually made me think that it must be crap to have a president for a parent because like you're you don't want to be famous you're sort of pulled into the spotlights and you're like more famous than famous people nearly. And yeah, the two of them just look so miserable at (laughs) that. Was it The Book of Kells?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think it was The Book of Kells. Whatever it was, like it was
1: not doing it for them.
0: (sighs) Yeah, this actually reminds me of like bringing my own kids to something that I want to go see. It's like, I'm bored. I'm hungry. I need to go to toilet. Like, just a lack yeah. of enthusiasm for the Book of Kells. Um, And speaking of community, Father Noel Furlong, a.k.a. Graham Norton, in his native Bandon, to unveil the Graham Norton Riverwalk sign, uh, he basically says, well, there's no escaping Bandon. Uh, you ever driven through Bandon? There is literally no escaping Bandon. Yeah. <laughs> it's... It's I know it's one of those times you go through from Cork on the way to like places like Skibbereen, Clyde Guilty, what have you. But it's just it It always reminds me because there's like uh, there's a cinema or there was a cinema in Bandon and uh, some genius years ago spray painted an A because it was closed down. They spray painted an A. So it just read abandoned cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I like that. It's, it's quite clever wordplay to be fair. It's <laughs> <That's> um,
1: hilarious. <laughs>
0: But no, Graham Norton is, um, he's a very like, he's one of these guys, obviously he's made it big in England, bigger than, you know, uh, with anything he kind of did over here initially. Um, but he just, he never really lost the Cork, did he?
1: No, he, he's always, he's always had, he's always been unquestionably Irish, but just with the right amount of Brit thrown in, I don't know is it because he's a Protestant, uh, <laughs> but he's just kind of, to- he walks that line very well.
0: Yeah, that, that that actually could be it. It's um, yeah, just a, just a pinch of Protestantism. That'll that'll give you the right amount of Irish.
2: Or maybe he's just posh Irish as well, because he's definitely oh,
0: his posh. ma, his ma was a bit posh.
2: Yeah, he's definitely a bit posh.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a bit of that in them. All right. Um, And uh, a couple have a baby and the whole of Britain loses its fucking mind. Um, We see people celebrating in the streets as Kate Middleton has given birth to baby George. Um, I remember like, yeah, I actually, this popped up as a memory on my Facebook. Uh, There's that word again. Um, A couple of uh, whenever, how long ago this was. Um, And like, I remember giving out stink, saying that like, you know, you wouldn't see people queuing outside the matter hospital if Michael D was getting a boil removed from his hours. Um, you know. So I do, like it's not just... quite
2: the same thing, though. <laughs> well,
0: both are sore. Yeah, I don't know. Um,
2: but... <laughs> keep keep going with that analogy. Keep.
0: No, no, no. Did no, you? No. Put no. <laughs> um, no, down the shovel. Put down the shovel, exactly. Yeah. Um, but like, Would you say
2: uh, a boil is more sore or less sore than having a baby? Just so you
0: <laughs> no, no, no comment, because my wife tends to listen to these every so often.
1: <laughs> sore for you, Karen. Yes. there. I mean, yeah, but, but not for her. For... No. Not for, <laughs> not
0: for our female counterparts. No, we're no, um. But no, it's um. It is. It's just mad how like I'm. I'm all for having you know being proud of your country and what have you. But, like, it, like the poor woman has probably been through an awful time. You know, delivering the baby and like people are just outside screaming. It's just it can't be a real pleasant experience, can it? Yeah, that was
2: fairly wild. She's talked about, like, I think she's talked about, or at least I've written a few, I've read a few opinion pieces about it, but, about, like, the pressure that she was under to come out and look amazing and that sort of stuff, like, she's just had a baby. And then they're taking pictures of her and being like oh doesn't she look great or this and the other and she wore like a kind of dress to cover her stomach and stuff so yeah it's the whole thing was uh like it was all happy for them and everything but yeah the scrutiny that the royal family are under is pretty gnarly
1: yeah i mean even just like the other week when they had the, the jubilee and which one of them was acting out was it the young the youngest fella uh, uh
2: no i think it was charlotte i think it was their daughter oh yeah and she, but, but like, like i she mean got,
1: kate got dogs abuse for like yeah. her parenting and it's like she can't do a thing like like that's that oh again. sorry
2: yes you're right i think it was george that, Is that his name george was acting out and then but then there was another moment then where charlotte starts crying or something and yeah. then kate like comfort comforts her and then then they were all like praising kate's being like oh my god she's the best best parent ever praising her parenting um and yeah so it's like they can't fart without <laughs> <No>. <laughs> having ten thousand articles written about it
1: yeah and, and in reference to the last bit about graham north this is why you don't go full brit guys this is yeah. uh, like, <laughs> what happens if you go over there and you embrace as too much as you end up celebrating royal babies and that's uh that's probably a step too far so um you know yeah. you see the scenes here. I think I think we'd all as Irish people yeah, that th- that's best avoided.
0: Exactly. There's definitely expats now who are living in Britain who've like, you know, celebrated something like this and have looked in the mirror of the bathroom of the jacks and just been like, Oh my god, am I at it? Am I at it again? <laughs> to be fair
2: as well, I think it was like the first direct baby born in a long time. Wouldn't since... it have been really oh, since, yeah, 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 since yeah. Harry and Thing. So <laughs> that's why what's his name? Uh Harry's William. brother with him, yeah. Yeah. Um and so that's probably why everyone was so excited. Like, I definitely feel like the excitement has been lessened for the, the following children. People are like, oh, good for you.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like he's third in line to the throne, which um, I mean, doesn't seem all that too far away, to be fair, but like you say, the Jubilee and this whole thing of, you know, showcasing the royals, like I get there in the public eye, I get how popular they are and that they are the royals, but the queen looks ready to fall down. I'd say the woman hasn't had a minutes peace since before the war like it well is. there was a big
2: conspiracy theory just before the the jubilee that she was secretly dead
0: <laughs> like secretly dead are they gonna <laughs> yeah because
2: they, they people were like we haven't seen the queen in ages she's probably died and they just don't want to tell us
0: they, oh, they definitely but... have queens on standby <laughs> 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 she's not a goldfish you
1: can't just replace her like a load of
0: There'll definitely be a mix up now in communication. Behold, your new queen, a goldfish. Um, and um, up next, racewalker Robert Heffernan wins a 50K world title. Um, you know, racewalkers, those people you see pelting it around by the posh estates. Um, fair play to him, though. My legs were cramping just looking at him. It's not an easy thing, I won't lie.
2: It did strike me how how often we're really, really good in really, really like unusual sports.
1: <laughs> That's actually you know? true. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, I can't look at it. Race racing. walking. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> Where did it even come from? Like Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure they nailed racing when they decided that running was the best way to do it, right? And then they seemed to, have, I assume that came first. And then they went backwards and went like, yeah oh let's, let's cut out the run part I just walk in this really really weird way yeah
2: but it's like it's really strictly like regulated like oh, because yeah. they have to really strictly define what's a run and what's a walk yeah, he, so the idea is you have to walk as fast as you can but you're not allowed to run so if you at any point break into a run you're disqualified yeah
1: <laughs> Like any part of, like anyone, uh, I think like the vast majority of people, my only experience watching this race is at the Olympics and uh, I remember watching, I assume Rob Heverden was in it and that's why I was watching it, but yeah, they come along and like they warn them once if both, if like both feet are off the ground or whatever and then if that happens the second time, they're just gone. Yeah. That's, they have to do 50 kilometres. Oh. Have you ever walked 50 kilometers consecutively? That does nope. not sound like fun. Oh, no. That
0: sounds like it sucks, man. Like, no, like, that would, like, First of all, I can't think of race walking without thinking of the episode of the Malcolm in the Middle, where Hal takes up uh, speed walking. And, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah with, the, with the big orange get up on him and he's reviewing the tape. And he's like, look, there's air underneath him. um, But, like, I just... It 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 is madness because I can see how that might have come about as a as a sport in a sense that like one guy was so shit at running and was losing everything and was like, Well, do you know what? I'm the best at doing this very slowly. So I'm gonna start my own league and thus race Like there has to be like a league out there for crawling. <laughs> I'm not talking well, about the Well, there's a babies, sport
2: but- there's a sport out there for people who uh they do jumping, horse jumping, but with fake horses called hobby horsing so there's a sport for everything
0: wow that um
2: <laughs> Look it up on youtube It's genuine it's a real thing
0: i've, I've seen air guitar contests but now yeah i kind of want to see uh i kind of want to see hobby horsing. hobby horsing That's, there uh,
2: used to be an irish contingent but it, it got disbanded
0: oh man unfortunately no crack no crack <laughs> they, they really should have came out to like you know my lovely horse uh, <laughs> That would have been brilliant in that the Olympic Stadium. Yeah, in the Olympic Stadium, absolutely waving. Um, And um, up next, then, as part of the gathering, a tourist promotion, uh, Tom Cruise discover his Irish roots. He's a descendant of Augustino de Cruce, um, one of the de Cruces from Bally de Hub, I'm sure. Um, it's so like it's come on, that's a stretch. I mean, this <laughs> will go, like Irish roots and this de Cruce guy that like, it just seems like too much of a stretch for me, to be honest. It's like somebody was like, look, let's just try and pin this on Tom Cruise. So just just so we can get him here and say that he's Irish, say that yeah. he's one of ours. It just seems so forced and he 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 kind of looked half interested, to be honest.
2: To be honest, it's very jarring when you hear like, you know, I'm Irish. <laughs> it's like, oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like he could have went whole hog with it and just started naming his films like Irish, like instead of, <laughs> instead of Mission Impossible, a little bit of a, like Mission, that uh, should be grand.
2: <laughs> but um, the, the gathering actually, I was to- I totally forgot about it, but it was um when I think that was it was that was the year I came back from Australia and I started my series called The Irish Bucket List and I did it because the gathering was happening. Oh. And so basically the gathering was like events the whole year. There was loads of stuff on there and it was brilliant. I really think they should do it again. It was absolutely brilliant. And I just basically traveled around Ireland going to all these mad events, like a world record attempt for the most Clare's in County Clare.
0: Oh, that sounds (laughs) amazing.
2: I went to the Redhead convention. I went to a good few other things. Like it was brilliant. The gathering was great. I think it's like one of the best, my hot take is that it's the best tourism campaign ever ran in Ireland. There you go. If, if you <laughs> Change now, my mind.
1: If you ran it now, only millionaires would be able to do it because of the cost of staying anywhere in Ireland these days. So,
2: <laughs> there's some nice Irish positivity for you there now. Be screwed. Now, it's
1: like... <laughs> be screwed.
0: <laughs> yeah, do you know what? It, like, if even if you did one of those, you know. I mean, like, you're not wrong, fairness, but <laughs> no, you're not. But even if you did one of those, uh, like round the country and like in a car, even that shit would be expensive. So most of the clips would just be you like on the bus, you yeah. know. that would be. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> would be as entertaining these days, I guess. Um, and um, on the ISS, uh, spaceman Chris Hadfield orbits the Earth and sends the first ever tweet from space. Oscar, what a time to be alive!
2: This was absolutely iconic. This is like a, this is like an iconic moment in the internet. I, can't, I couldn't believe that this was in 2013. Um, Chris Hadfield is like well he's chris hadfield like he's uh, the spaceman he did the the lip-syncing like he he actually he probably invented lip-syncing which is now like tiktok all all what tiktok is but he probably invented it when he went up and did that song up lip-sync to the song up there yeah chris hadfield and he came to ireland i think a couple of years later um if I'm correct, he, did, I mean, uh, he was definitely doing the circuit for a while in the YouTube circuits because he came to VidCon a couple of times as well because uh, he was a big deal in the YouTube side after that, the lip sync video. Um, but yeah, I was like, I I didn't realize his first tweet had been in Irish. I was very impressed by that
0: yeah it's it, it is mad because he was kind of um i suppose appealing to a lot of uh folks when he was flying around the iss and he was taking pictures of their countries at night and posting it on twitter so he kind of really did a tour of the world um but no he's he's my favorite like astronaut guy uh just because he he made it interesting like i think if i'm saying he's been obviously the highest you know place you can be in space and he's also been at kind of like the bottom of the ocean too uh, I think I'm, I'm nearly 90% sure of that. But um he, I, I did see a video, which I thought was quite funny. He was, he was taking a can of Coke or something or two, I think toothpaste or pencil or something. And he was trying to like point, you know, do a demonstration or something and totally forgot where he was and just put the pencil almost like through it because uh, he thought it was going to float and then was looking around for his pencil because he was so accustomed to being in space that uh, he expected the pencil to just fly around um which i think would be fucking fantastic. that
1: must mess with your mind right like if you're if you're up on that international space station for a couple of months and then you come back down like and you're used to just letting things float around
0: yeah but you know what everything floats you know so uh you'd want to be careful how you flush the jacks um, oh
1: i've i've read i've read about how they go to the toilet at the international space station yeah. And what happens when it gets loose. Oh. It's not great. Not great, Claire. Claire I'm not gonna I'm not gonna yeah, lie to you. It's, it's, it's Look it up. Like, it um, like really might be all
2: right there, Simon, now. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like the really If you're, bad if you're bored later and you want you want something to read, read about that. It's <laughs> it's like the
0: really bad sequel to Alien.
2: If I need something to react to on stream, I'll look up. <laughs> I'll look it up.
0: <laughs> there you go. Um, and every Leaving Cert student's friend, Seamus Heaney, is laid to rest as one of his poems is read aloud by Peter Fallon. Uh, huge turnout as we see his casket is taking out of the chapel. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's really sad. Like Seamus Heaney was like, I, I loved Seamus Heaney's poems. Um, like especially that one, uh, four foot box one for every year. It's quite sad. Um, he's a, But he was very like... He was just a staple of Irish, uh, I suppose, just, just being Irish, essentially. So um, as all good good do, he's he's, he's gone to gone to a better place, as they say. Yep. Uh, and uh, another man who is great with his words as well, uh, Archbishop Desmond Tutu, as he urges the large crowd to follow the example of Nelson Mandela, as he too is laid to rest for uh, his efforts against apartheid. He is buried with full military power.
2: okay can i ask you guys a question do you do have you ever heard of the mandela effect
0: oh yeah yes
2: i totally thought he was already dead and then he died and i was like oh my god he wasn't already dead
1: yeah i read i read about the mandela effect and i remember being like i never thought he was dead am i the only one who didn't think he was dead but like he apparently that's a real thing like thousands millions of people thought he was dead already
2: yeah i thought he died in prison That's, I think that's the whole Mandela effect is that loads of people thought he died in prison and then he didn't and then he actually died. And then we were like, oh, hang on, what? It's like, yeah, it's, it's really weird. I was like, yeah, I was fully thought he died in prison.
1: Yeah. See, it, if you watched if you were more of an avid watcher at yeah, of Really Good Years, yeah, the, the episode he got released. <laughs> you'd, right? Yeah, you would see.
2: Yeah, true. So that's that's fair, yeah. That's fair. But um it's a really interesting phenomenon that has applied to several other things over the years. But yeah, that's the original one.
0: Yeah. Um like it's it is one of those things that message with it. Like I actually did have the Mandela effect like proper full on with Fidel Castro because uh, somebody had that's and that's how I discovered the Mandela effect was because I genuinely believe Fidel Castro had died and then he didn't, and then he actually did. Um and um, you know, Desmond Tutu as well is such an iconic character of South Africa. Um, he's just so animated. I love listening to Desmond Tutu speak. He's just absolutely brilliant. He's so passionate um, and like himself and Nelson Mandela. I remember the time the South Africa uh, 2010 World Cup, they had uh, a comedian do like some sort of show for BBC and Nick, no, not Nick Vucicic, I can't remember his name, but it'll come to me, but he did impressions of uh, Nelson Mandela and Desmond Tutu, but there were these big, huge, massive um, paper mache marionettes, and they were absolutely terrifying. It was like an eight foot tall Desmond Tutu. Leering at you It was fucking weird It was like a fever dream um, And um, up next in the Vatican Pope Benedict A.K.A. Darth Sidious, uh, Resigns after eight years Being the first Pope In almost 600 years To resign uh, We see the white smoke uh, And a very animated cardinal Making the announcement um, And the emergence Of Pope Franny uh, Pope Francis um, it's, Yeah but I think if, if I'm right in saying I think Benedict is still alive So I don't believe The whole declining health thing where was he? Doing yeah, that? yeah. Unless now I'm actually experiencing another man. The
2: lion bastard. No, yes.
0: <laughs>
1: she busts out of a dead. Yeah,
0: we've all pulled a sickie. but like I mean, this is a bit ridiculous. No, he's still alive. Yeah, he's uh 95 years of age. Jesus. Yeah, Colonel Colonel Ratzinger. Fair play to him, but
2: I think this is—it's very reminiscent. I think the editing of. The shift in Ireland, maybe over the last 10, 20, whatever years, because I wouldn't have given as much time to the Pope and to all that. I would have given way more. Like, because I specifically noticed Chris Hadfield was like, real quick, over with. And then it was like, and now here's a minute and a half about the Pope. <laughs> and personally, I just wouldn't have given it that much. But I think it's just an interesting. Thing to note, like how Ireland has changed and how we've kind of over the years maybe given the church a little less importance in media and our lives.
0: Yeah, no, I I do agree with you. The um uh, say for me, the the previous years we have seen things like like when somebody was going out on the street doing a vox pop, it was a priest uh, back in the sixties, and oh, you, know, so, you know what I mean. Like they were they were everywhere in the media, yeah. So, Although, priests and all that stuff. Oh yeah.
2: Although if we were to read into the editing, in terms of importance, apparently the most important thing that happened this year was that the villagers played.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, there was this thing, Claire, right? With this new series of Reeling in Years that was released last year, they put way more emphasis on like Irish acts, but they were like, some of them were really, obviously, I know the villagers, but like some of them were really obscure. And it's like, I don't think that song featured that heavily. I yeah. like when you think of, yeah, songs I c- yeah, I don't immediately think of Nothing Arrived by the Villagers. Actually, yeah, was, yeah, you're dead right. They, there, there was, there was some obscure ones. Even last week, there was, um, like they they had Lisa Hanigan on for like a minute and I was like I don't remember that song whatsoever.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was it was odd but hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, it, it, the, the, the kind of, I guess, the, the, the what they focus on and what they don't focus on has changed uh, over the years. And, you know, they kind of show the new Pope and then it's like, yep, there we are. There he is. And um, what you don't see, of course, is a dejected Archbishop Dermot Martin crying in the corner because every time they need a new fucking Pope, he's like, yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah. Put my name forward and we'll we'll hope for the best. Never going to happen, mate. Sorry. Oh, um, he'll, yeah, get he'll, he'll get there someday. He'll get there someday. Um, By the way, Dermot Martin, the Archbishop of Dublin, uh, well, former Archbishop of Dublin. Uh, Dead ringer for Joe Duffy. Interesting. Yeah, you've never seen two of them in the same place, neither.
2: Would you believe I have not? No, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'm not looking hard enough.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, and uh, up next Uh oh a T shock addressing the nation This better not be about lockdown again uh, He tells us himself And Eamon Gilmore Basically carried this island From the burning building Of financial crisis And guided us to the mattress Square and true um, Ireland becomes the first Eurozone country to exit The international bailout uh, So Simon You're the money guy Do tell How important How did we do it Etc
1: Um, Yeah I well, Like I suppose we we did it through all that austerity and uh, all the stuff we've seen over the last few episodes, Kieran. So it was just, um, to be fair, it was it was uh, obviously con- like controversial going in the bailout, and you can still debate whether it was um, the right thing to do or not. And there's a lot of stuff about bankers' pay and all that now because you know they're still. Uh, still government ownership in some of the banks and stuff like that. And and there's all these controversies to this day. But yeah, we did look, we did a good job. We were we were good good boys and girls and we knuckled down and we uh we um we lived our austere lives and we got through it and exited the bailout and it uh it it I mean Enda Enda took the plaudits for it. Yeah. Uh big time. But like yeah, it was look, it was just um uh, they just followed the plan, basically. Like when some other countries kinda of went no, fuck you, we're not following the plan. Um, you know, Ireland knuckled down and, and and followed it. So whether that was right or wrong, I don't know, but we, we did it.
2: What I'll say, uh, what was interesting to me is that I looked up when Ireland exited the recession. I had totally completed the two. I thought this was the same year we came out of the recession. But actually, according to Google, we came out of recession in 2009, like just a year after it started. But I yeah, 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 totally conflated the two right up until I thought we were in recession for like five years.
1: But that's how it felt because of all the shit we like the austerity. Because yeah. And, and even like, I think it's it in this bit, or no, it's in this bit, yeah. But you're just about to get to a with the ta- new taxes and stuff like that. And all that crap made everyone feel like yeah. we we're in a recession. Just like probably now, everyone <laughs> feels like, <laughs> yeah. oh, my money is disappearing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for them to
2: like put the word on it, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, no, it. I totally complained it too. But I there was also definitely a headline at some point that said five year recession or longest recession Ireland's in the longest recession of all countries or whatever. So I I argue that the media misled me.
1: <laughs> yeah, they did because the definition of recession is way less yeah. than what you, you know, it doesn't take into account how people feel. It's just literally about your economy.
0: Yeah. Ah, I see Um, And um, while we still deal with immigration and unemployment There's some hope on the job front As we see eBay and PayPal set up shop here uh, While Richard Bruton says we've produced 58,000 extra jobs in the last 12 months However, all is not rosy As we face a new onset of taxes With the local property tax And the meter is being installed for water charges Remember that pipe dream um, and, Oh, yeah. well done uh, Thank you <laughs> and,
1: uh He's full of these, Claire I don't even know his name
0: Oh, there's a few more coming up. Don't worry. (laughs) Uh, And to end this segment, bloody Phil Hogan. That's all. Uh, Yeah, I
2: just want to say that, like, I love the fact that water charges was that Irish people went, no, that's a step too far. Yeah. Like, I I agree, but I also think, like, the house tax is terrible. I think we should get rid of it. But I just love that it was like, water charges were a step too far. And Ireland was just like, no!
1: (laughs) You think it's just because, like, It rains so much here that we were like, you can't (laughs) possibly charge for this. Like, it's such a wet country. Like, how are you charging us for this? It falls from the sky. Uh, I feel like (laughs) that's subconsciously why everyone was so open arms. One of the reasons, obviously there was loads of it, but like, (laughs) I just feel like it's like if it was Spain and you're like, yeah, we go through a drought for a load of the year, you'd be like. Yeah, if it was like
2: California that's been in drought for like how many years now at this point, then yeah. (laughs) <laughs>
1: but here you're like we were like oh, nope it rains on the warm days here like you know it can't be charging me for it like. oh funny and I, th- I think what got him as well
0: was um, what got people kind of rolled up as well was Phil Hogan was like yeah we're going to charge by use and even like students were like mate you have no idea how many times we use the kettle I'm not paying for it actually
2: that was pro- I didn't even think of that that was probably a big part of it yeah it did. how many times it- we boil the kettle
0: Actually, did any of you ever had this growing up? Now, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm outing myself as, uh, and my family is a bit. Oh, here strange, we go. Right, but when the council would issue a notice or like a letter or something saying, "Oh, by the way, there's been a pipe burst, or we're going to shut off your water at this hour, or the water will be off in this hour," did anyone else's math fill up the bath?
2: Oh yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, so it wasn't just me because that memory just clicked into me right now, and I was like, pretty sure that ain't right. Like to be giving me my fucking cup of tea in the morning out of bath water.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the thing is now, when we get a notice, like we'd fill things but i've never thought to fill the bath like i don't need that much water for like an hour or two of it turn of it being turned off I but yeah now that you've unlocked a memory in me of my mother <laughs> filling the bath yeah
1: is the measure of how posh or your upbringing was whether you filled the bath or whether you bought bottles of water absolutely After simon right are you saying
2: happens. your family
0: bought bottled water
1: I don't actually remember, to be honest. There. Um, well, that sounds no, like a lot. No. Our water, our water came from a well, so. <laughs> I was just
0: about to say, Simon sent the stable boy down to the well. They don't have to worry about bath water. Our water. Well, so our... you
2: were, so you were kind of posh country if you had a well. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it's it scary, like it's posh. Yeah, yeah. Though. You weren't like Dublin posh. You weren't no, buying no, bottled no. water. That's Wicklow, fine. let no,
1: that's, <laughs> that's, that's that's Very, good. very, very north Wicklow. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's that's pure notions, like because I mean there was there was plenty of people living around my area in flats, like who you know they you know, they just needed your man on the top floor to turn the bath on because the rest of the water would just starts seeping through and they'd be fine, um like but no it just it's, yeah because and now that I think about it like you know bats are in generally like obviously the where you wash yourself like I'm I'm not like the next time the council tells me the water is cutting off I think I'm gonna suffer the bot the, the bottles of water I'm not going to uh I won't be filling up my bath anytime soon to be making like. Would you like a cup of tea? Yeah, sure. Let me just go to the bath. (laughs) Um, And uh, luckily, the Irish still have a bit of fight as nationwide protests are continuing against rising taxes and welfare cuts. As one woman says, her wages are decreasing each week and we're sick of it. Um, Which is absolutely true. Um, And then we see the villagers playing Nothing Arrived. There it Um, is. For like five minutes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's a bit weird how much they focus on because, like, funny enough, when I think of the villagers, the only song I think of is Nothing Arrived, and the only reason um, I think of that is because when Jerry Ryan died, 2FM did a tribute, and this was the song they played for some bloody reason. Um, over the voice clips of, of, of Jerry Ryan,
1: wow, wait, no, wait now, right? Because we saw Jerry Ryan die like three or four episodes ago, right? Oh, so are on, you saying miss, this song isn't from 2013? Because if it isn't, I, I will have to get on to. Mr. Reeling in the ears. What's his name again? John, Michael John I would love John, if you actually
2: again. did call him and complain, that'd make my life.
1: Well, he ignores our emails, Terry, <laughs> so... Yeah, he does, actually. I'm not even... We lying. tried to get a nice cushy gig as an RTE podcast. It didn't work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I so. mean, like, how are they not, like, so delighted that they've got two super fans? Like, of all, like, of all programs, no offense, but, like, to have two super fans. I, I can't believe they're not all OB. Yeah,
1: well... Yeah, Put in a well, word for us know. if you're talking to anyone in there. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> hit, hit we're just we're just two guys sitting in our kitchens. <laughs> uh, well, Kieran's in a closet actually. But, but
0: yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> um, and actually, I just looked it up while we were discussing that. I was wrong. The song that they played wasn't um "Nothing Arrived." It was the song "That Day." Uh.
1: Ah. Yeah. Well, then yeah. Mr. Reeling in the ears can rest easy tonight. We won't, he, we won't tell him with this.
0: No, we won't. He, he won't have another email to ignore. So the song
2: in this episode is not even the song that you think of when you think of the villagers then?
0: No, you're right. It's not. Amazing. It's one of two. It's one of two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and um, up next Google are under the microscope uh, in London as uh, they're asked uh, what's all this thing uh, in regard to their tax affairs um, Matt a uh, great name by the way for where he is uh, tries to get tries to get a word in edgeways as he scrutinised for the company's filtering of money through Ireland despite being based in the UK they say their hands are clean as they paid 16 million in UK corporation tax uh, Michael Noonan defends our cheaper rates saying sure look it you can't tax people based elsewhere um, Apple of course are also being Looked at for filtering 100 billion Through Ireland And paid less than 1% in, on tax In Ireland um, Senator Levin Says bring the money Home for feck's sake um, It's just madness Like Michael Lewin Is there going Yeah we're not a tax haven And Apple and uh, Google Are there Sound for being a tax haven It's <laughs> It's so fucking weird That these companies Are like filtering money Through our country As if As if We're, we're all just one big You know Gangland Fucking feud Or some shit yeah.
1: Well, this is actually the tax equivalent of the Shannon stopover for the American Plains. So basically we weren't the tax haven, but you could have your, you could route your IP, your intellectual property through Ireland and base your operations here. And then you could, uh, because we have all these very nice tax arrangements with tax havens like Bermuda, uh, you can just go and uh, go and go and send your profits through there and not pay any or pay very little tax. So that's what they were all doing. I now know. simon you're the
2: money man so you can correct me if i'm totally wrong on this but from my perspective it was a good thing right the low tax because all the companies came here like google yeah, exactly. facebook twitter like these wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that
3: yeah that's right no, that's, it wouldn't have been like do you
2: know what where actually is like the forefront of social media right now it's Ireland. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, absolutely, <laughs> and it's you know this is this is one this is one where like it's great for us like that's why the Brits are mad about it and the Americans because like <laughs> <laughs> that makes more
2: sense. That's we, yeah, okay, that makes a lot more. We sense. weren't
1: getting the uh, the the tax from them, but we were getting the the yeah the companies actually coming here and setting up here. Yeah, and it's European
2: totally base. changed our country. Like now, you know, I'd say there's I would imagine that the increase in like people doing coding and that sort of stuff has just been enormous.
1: Yeah, I we actually saw on last week's episode, there was a coding, like, masterclass for kids in one of the segments, and it was oh, wow. yeah, all because of this, yeah. Yeah, all because of those tech companies coming, and we've seen it for the last 10 or more years, and reeling really in the year's terms, because Google came in, like, 04, and eBay were here, remember, Kieran, when we saw them in one of the episodes, yeah, yeah. and, like, yeah, and obviously we know now, like, you know, Twitter are here, and I've got everybody linked in, everyone, so, like, yeah, it's it's, it's definitely, and, like, that that loophole is gone now, they had to close yeah. it eventually, um, so, but, yeah, the, the I was going to say the damage is done, but it's not damage, it's good Yeah, damage. the positive yeah. damage. The positive yeah. It's changed Ireland forever in a yeah. in a good way. Yeah, 100%. 100% yeah, yeah so happens.
2: the UK can eat it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They're that, just jealous.
1: Interchangeable gammon fucker that was <laughs> gr- grilling Matt Britton can do one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I love it, I love it. Um, and um, up next, the lovely girls competition. Uh, as the New Orleans rose, Molly Malloy, that, those two names are too close sounding. Like, people are just... Probably going to call her Molly Molly um, gambles. Uh, sorry, Molly Malloy gamble. That's her name. Uh, makes her boyfriend nearly shit a brick as he gets down on one knee as he proposes while she yells. No, 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 no. Which is exactly what you want to hear. Mm. Um, she does say yes. So I guess you could say he took a gamble. Oh, oh <laughs>
1: I think you saved a few for this one. Yeah, I did. Like, it's a great oh. pun episode. I this have to is say. obviously an iconic moment. It's also like I awful. Mean, in terms of violated consent, like men have been jailed for less. Like she said yeah, no she said no eleven awful. times and then like said yes. Now I know at the minute I looked it up and they're apparently still happily married, but what? like it's just Yeah, they are apparently. That reaction of
2: but also they're like super american religious so probably can't get divorced i don't um, really know how much that means yeah. but like they were so young first of all it was like her moment this is why i hate this so much because it was her moment um, and he managed to make it about him by turning it around and like her no 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 to me anyway is clearly not that she doesn't it's not to do with her not wanting to marry him it's not wanting it to be at that moment, she's yeah. basically like, "Please, please don't do it now. Please don't yeah. do it now." On
3: like, stage in front of
2: awful, and then she didn't even like win. It was like this weird thing where you're kind of like, "I do think it must have affected. Maybe, maybe she was never going to win." But like, I kind we we were all I remember um because I worked in the independent at the time, and I think we were in the office watching it. And we were all kind of going, "Oh my god!" Like, what's What's going to happen now? Like, are they going to make make her win because it's such a feel-good story that she got engaged? Or is it going to be the opposite where they're going to be like, okay, she's she's had her moment now. So we'll, we'll give the crown to somebody else. It was so yeah. cringe. The whole thing was just cringe.
0: Yeah, I think it's kind of common, you know, common knowledge that public uh, proposals, not the best idea. And uh, they, they kind of, these days are, are seen as kind of attacking. Yeah,
2: I think you should definitely at some point feel your other half out in terms of their... Feelings about public proposals, like even show them a a video of a public proposal and see whether they go, "Oh, that's so romantic," or they go, "Oh my god, no way! I'd hate that."
1: You'll get it straight away. Like it's uh, it's not, you know. I think you will get a a fairly definite, you know, (laughs) answer to whether you should do it or not. I think you're dead right, Claire. I think it's so much more about the guy wanting a moment, you know, and like how, like you have, like if you don't know your girlfriend or boyfriend well enough you know, not to tailor the proposal to something they're going to like. I don't know that you should be getting married. Agreed um, But yeah look As you said Religious American But
2: she could hardly say no In fairness In front of however many Thousand people that's are watching the the thing.
1: TV. Maybe he was just like That's the only way She's going to say yes <laughs> Which she eventually did I guess to get him off his knees And off the stage or than yeah. anything But
0: like yeah. the spy- Spoiler They only met on Tinder Two weeks before this
2: Oh god <laughs> <laughs> Christian Tinder
0: Christian <laughs> Yes Grinder Grin- grind- That sounds too close to grinder. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, didn't, it didn't
2: work I'm not as good with the puns As you clearly
0: no, um, I I would have gone with uh, plenty of fishes and loaves.
2: Oh, that uh, was so that's... quick. How did you come up with that so quickly?
0: I've been telling shit jokes for so long. <laughs> <laughs> um, God. I was... oh, no, right. uh, Some people are
2: just so good at puns. I have a friend who's just so good at puns and I just, I they, they don't work in my brain. I don't know what it is. I just can't come up with them.
0: Yeah, well, either either got it or uh, or you know you, you or you struggled with it. It's a it's it's a natural gift, Um which brings me to this week's pop quiz. So, uh, how many times did my wife tell me no? No, I joke, I joke. Um <laughs> so, it, the answer is none. By the way, she said yes straight away. Um, sure, she did. She did. We, we had a child. It was a shotgun wedding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the uh, the pop quiz this week: uh, which rose has won the most? Now, I don't mean which um, which person has you won. You mean the most.
2: which country? There you go. Or which which
0: county? Region, which region stage, or whatever. Is which, it there you go. Which 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 lovely girl area? Has Can
2: we get won? one hint? No.
0: Oh no! No God no! <sighs> That's not. That. We don't roll like that. Um okay. So I uh, go ahead Claire I'll let you guess first. So take a guess.
2: Okay. So I don't actually think it's anyone. I don't think it's. A county rose. Okay. I actually think it might be a rose from out of Ireland.
0: Mm,
2: Interesting. Okay. Oh, and I'm like torn between America or like, is there an Australia rose? There's definitely Queensland rose. Yeah, there's a Queensland and there's a a, is is a Sydney rose.
0: Yeah, I think so. And there
1: was. It's not a
2: New South Wales rose.
0: No, I think it's I think it's specifically Sydney. Yeah.
2: Uh, I'm just gonna go for Queensland and that's totally biased answer because I happen to know a Queensland rose. <laughs> ah, very
0: good. Uh Simon, what's your guess?
1: Um yeah, I'd be along the lines of Claire. I feel like the the the, the, the roses from outside of Ireland put more into it. Like like, you know, those fake Irish Americans that aren't uh-huh. fake, but just like they put more into being Irish. Um so I'll say I uh, Boston.
0: Mm. So those are some pretty good guesses. Um, sorry, I took a sip of water there. So to um, just to, to let you know, so a lot of places have won uh, two and three times. Uh, Waterford actually won twice. Um, the, sorry, Waterford won three times. Um, and New, Boston, I know specifically, have also won three times. I'm not sure about Sydney. I think there might be a victory in there somewhere for somewhere like New Zealand. I'm not sure about Australia. However, the Dublin, the there you go. The answer I just gave it away. Dublin with four.
2: Wow, yeah, the Dublin God, dear. And I shouldn't mention this, but you remember the Dublin Rose who did the hip hop dance? Oh, god, (laughs) (laughs) actually, that
1: when was that? Because that didn't make it into a Reeling in the Years episode that I can recall. I
2: have no idea, but it was very, very funny.
1: Because that and this proposal are the two most, I think it was before this,
2: I think it was a couple of years before this, yeah, but. Yeah, I wonder—is that on purpose? Because yeah. I don't think it's her favorite <laughs> oh, <laughs> memory. <laughs> fair, fair, that's fair. I um, loved
0: it. Yeah, yeah I'm, funny. I'm kind of a, a fan, and I guess uh, in some respects, of the rose of Trilly, um, just because you know it's tradition and what have you. Um, I mean, and plus, I mean, I love watching two days worth of Jody O'Shea going, "Ha, ha, ha." Um, <laughs> I went
2: for it as part of my Irish oh, bucket list series. I went for nice. the Mayo Rose. Um, my friend Lorraine, actually, one of my best friends, was the Mayo Rose the year before. Um, and uh, yeah so I went for it I didn't get it but I was actually kind of relieved it's a lot of work
0: oh yeah I'd imagine
2: I basically just wanted to make a video I didn't want all the work that goes into being the mayor mayorals for a full year like you'd show up to every opening of an envelope in your county for the year and then if you win the thing it's even more uh, of a commitment um but yeah no it's a good it's a good competition and i think it's gotten more progressive over the years like obviously removing the age limit allowing unmarried mothers to enter were big turning points yeah like because now even saying it out loud that they weren't at some point sounds ridiculous but you know like listen we all we all move at our own pace um and yeah i mean i you know I see the issues with it, but I also think that at the same time, it's super entertaining. Mm. It's so woven into our society and kind of our culture. Like I think the last oh, yeah. two years when it hasn't happened because of the pandemic, like you miss it, do you know what I mean? Like I think if oh, it yeah. happens again uh, next year or this year, I don't know if they're planning on doing it again, like it'll be huge. Like the whole week down in Kerry is nuts. Oh, yeah, I've been
0: there. yeah, yeah. Well, it's phenomenal. Yeah. The, the year
2: my friend was the rose, we went down and it was. WILD.
0: Oh yeah No it's, it's absolutely crazy But like you know what It beats the hell out of the um, The former uh, What you call it The competition That didn't precede it But it was kind of Along the same lines The Housewife of the Year Award Oh Jesus yeah. Christ And I only know this exists Because the only footage I have of me growing up on film Is a home video That the ending of this Taped over with The 1994 Housewife of the Year Awards They were oh doing the God. 1994 They were doing oh, the 1994 Oh my yeah, Bri- God Bri- Rita from Mollingar Won a Henry Hoover that oh, was God. her prize. Oh my Super God, awesome. she
2: won a Rita. fucking Hoover. <laughs> yeah, Hoover.
0: That was her
1: prize. Gabe oh, Urn presented God. her with a Hoover. <laughs> yeah. Of course, Gabe Urn was presented. Glad. Oh, yeah.
2: That uh, didn't make it into your reeling in the years, did it? No, it actually
1: <laughs> did that, that actually has never been in reeling really
0: in the years. No. I no, not know that was the thing. No, and I think this is this is the first appearance, I think, of the Rose of Tralee as well. I don't remember reviewing. A yeah, Rosa I
2: mean, that was kind of a viral moment, like it definitely yeah, gained most of its traction it. on the Internet. So I mm-hmm. do think they're trying to work in more pop culture.
0: Yeah, that's yes. very true, as opposed to the actual sustenance of it. Um, which brings me to one of our newest segments. And uh, look, I'm going to stop calling it new. We've been doing it for weeks. Um, it's Simon's favourite Twitter page. So, Simon, what have you found for us in the Twitterverse this week?
1: Well, yes, uh, not that new because I have run out of Twitter pages. <laughs> but I, I do have one for us. Um, I am mining a, a well-mined well of uh, laughing at the Brits here. Oh. Uh, with our, with our latest uh, Twitter page. The page is uh, Prince Charles. Uh, at some point they've had to add parody in brackets, which I think <laughs> tells you all you need to know about yeah. people on the internet. Uh, that's at Charles underscore H or H, uh, His Royal Highness, if anyone didn't know that. Um, so this this we, we we had the queen's parody page god going back a good while now Kieran and um, so yeah. this is kind of a, along a very similar along a very similar vein but uh it 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 ticked a couple of the boxes though. you know i like to get ones that are still tweeting still yeah. active because uh, we get a lot that like were good a couple of years ago but haven't tweeted in a while uh, this one is uh is still tweeting and obviously there's a lot to laugh about uh about uh in britain at the minute so um, just to give you a flavor of uh just to give you a flavor of uh some tweets uh, on june 5th prince charles uh, tweeted hang over the size of china. This is after the platinum jubilee i think just in case anyone needed a reference uh, hang over the size of china someone get a sausage sandwich and a cup of tea on the go um the uh, the one the, the one the one that got me was uh, uh, tweeting he was they were live tweeting at the platinum party at the palace uh, uh, for the jubilee uh, might have to sell france to pay the electricity bill uh, which i <laughs> which i which I very much enjoyed uh, and, and my personal favourite From that day was Elton John's week Must be approaching Its own jubilee <laughs> <laughs> uh, Which <laughs> Brilliant uh, And then uh, Just uh, there, there, there's one from that From that June 4th From the, the party uh, The Platinum Jubilee Party Which is a picture of Rod Stewart Singing at it uh, And it says Can someone please collect their Rod Stewart Impersonating grandmother From the main stage uh, <laughs> He does look very much Like an old
0: woman Oh he, God, um, he does these days Don't he
1: Yeah He also live tweeted The Eurovision um, Which uh, Which Which um, which I enjoyed. I'll give you a, a one with a little bit of political shade thrown in it. Uh, Pretty Patel on the phone says we could host next year on Ukraine's behalf, but would it be in London or Rwanda? Then she hung up. Oh. Uh, so uh, so yeah, I've I've um, there's there's loads of loads of very recent tweets uh, which uh, which give. I'll give you one more because it's just, it's about the Eurovision that I. I audibly lulled when it uh, when it uh, when I read it. So uh, Eurovision fancy dress party. Williams dressed as Gina G and is quite convincing. Camilla misread the invitation as a Euro trash and has come wearing nipple tassels. <laughs> Awkward. Uh-oh. Hashtag Eurovision. Uh, so <laughs> just so that's a flavor so a very active page uh, still tweeting you can scroll back through the hundreds of tweets about all the various uh, stuff that's that's gone on uh, in the last couple of years in britain and uh, well worth uh well worth the read so that is prince charles parody uh just in case anyone thought it was the real prince charles tweeting about camilla's nipple tassels uh, oh, at okay. charles underscore hrh
0: yeah I'm, I'm yeah i'm never gonna get that image out of my head camilla with nipple tassels fantastic uh, but thank you for putting Euro trash back in my mind. It's been about ten years since that memory was unlocked. Um, and well, sure. uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, up next in the Camogie, Galway are all All Ireland champions this year as they beat Kilkenny one hundred nine to seven points. Uh, and the, in the LGFA, Cork beat Monaghan by a single point, which is one hundred ten to one hundred nine. So again, they're featuring some uh, fe- you know the, the 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 ladies football and, and hurling as well brightly. So. Uh,
1: yeah, it's good to see that RT after discovering women's sport in last week's episode, decided uh, to keep it. Uh, yeah. it was very nice. So Claire, just for reference, as I know you are a sportswoman yourself, uh, their last episode we did, which is 2012, obviously was the first women's sport at all in Reeling in the Years <laughs> on its 50th episode. Oh, uh, am I Not surprised. Yeah. Now that's that's to be fair, not Reeling in the Years' fault. That's because RTE didn't show any, I would say, or very little. <laughs> uh, certainly no. Like I, I, I assume, I think I said in the last few episodes, I assume that the reason it was 2012 and not 2010, which is the start of this series, is because 2012 must have been the first year RTE actually bothered to show these games live. Uh, but anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there you go. So women's sports still exists. And uh, uh, Galway had a, a great win in the Camogie. Uh, they lost five finals uh, between winning it in 19... 19- 96 and then again in uh, Obviously in this year and then Cork won the football Which was their third victory In a row and their eighth uh, in nine years Which is uh, unbelievable like I said last week that Cork that Cork football team Of that era is one of the best sports teams ever To come out of this country
0: hmm absolutely um it's you know it is nice to see that they're actually i suppose when at the time that we were watching this and we were live tweeting it the common consensus was you need to show more women's sport and they listened um so it's almost as if they decided hey we should probably listen to what the people what the audience are saying um and up next poor angus magrina gets caught doing his makeup live on rte the what kills me every time
2: (laughs) this is another (laughs) iconic internet moment i can't believe they were all in the same year
1: this is very iconic internet moment heavy. Do you, was do you think, Claire? You're you're more versed in the internet than either me or Kira, But like, do you think this year was a particularly good year for these kind of events?
2: Well, de- like definitely. When I look over like the list of what was in that, um, that episode, I was surprised to see how many that I would have been aware of of through the internet more so than anything else. Um, and I don't want to spoil the rest of it, but yeah, um, I definitely think this was. I just, yeah, I didn't realize all these things came together in the same year, but loads of them rose to prominence because of they went, they basically went viral. Mm-hmm. You know, like I do feel like it kind of changed the, you know, what gets into these. It might, you might see a very marked difference from now on. You're saying that this is a new series, aren't you? So yeah, you so you might, I, I think you might see a very marked difference now in the kind of stuff that's going to be included because I really think that. They, if 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 it shapes the series as much as it shaped this episode, it's going to be internet heavy.
1: I think it has been because the way the way these episodes have gone. So, the Reeling in the Years was initially released in ninety nine. So they did the eighties first, then the sixties, the or then the seventies, the not the sixties uh, and the two thousands. Uh, then when the 2000s came along they did the thousands 2009 so there was nothing from 2009 until last year and then last year they released this whole decade and you, you can see you're dead right you can see because obviously in 2009 like going viral wasn't a thing so even mm-hmm. those like 2008 2009 episodes you didn't have much about the internet or like about like people consuming the internet whereas yeah and these new the ones that were re-la- released last year it's like you said earlier claire like half the episode is like stuff you would have seen online rather than on rte which is like yeah. totally different because the whole point of this show originally was it's from the rte archives and it's a way to fill half an hour but like it was actually oh, it's changed so much it's changed so much and yeah i think this must be the year it really takes off i'm sure had we had you on the previous weeks you'd have pointed out other things that were like internet viral that we just don't remember from the internet because we probably <laughs> probably didn't see it um but yeah it was uh it's definitely you can see it in this episode how many how many of these viral things there are
0: yeah yeah, absolutely. We even said it at the start of this decade when, like, one segment was all about the big freeze, or whatever. And as I said, you know, your man's living on ice, and it's this camera footage of cars not, you know, you know, handbrake on sliding down hills. And you kind of see the influence of actual, you know, virality i suppose and and people you know this is the first really for this show so it certainly is uh interesting um and the uh, biggest transfer ever next it would any premier league to shame uh pack moves from rte to news talk after 41 years with sean o'rourke taking over his spot um i love how the woman um i can't remember her name i didn't write it down but she
1: basically just in a roundabout way says ah sure they're both the same yeah
3: yeah, she um, was
1: very, very, Amory Horan is her name. She was very it. unimpressed that they just replaced him with another old white man.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I actually tweeted this the other day. I think the weirdest Irish meta is the fact that we treat people switching jobs like it's the news. And I, I get it. I get it in terms of like Pat Kenny because he was at one radio station for years and he goes to a different radio station. I get it in terms of Ray Darcy. I just, am not interested in it like yeah. at all. And like in particular, th- I get that in one way because they're in your... They're, when you're on the radio, you're nearly in people's homes every day or you're on the telly. So that makes sense to me. But, like, we also report on people, like, changing, like, oh, CEO of this company is now going to this company. And I'm like, I don't understand why this is news. like, who cares?
0: Yeah, there, there, there is a bit of a bang of that, all right. Um, but, I like, it seems to me that whatever Pat Kenny does, when he's just one of those, it's like he's not... He's not invincible to to sort of I suppose being reported on. It seems like every two, three months or something, he's either said something. He's done something like he went viral pretty much a couple of months ago because he put his leg on a wall, <laughs> do you know, like I remember like he objected to planning permission like loads of people do often enough. Um, you now, that was a bit of a, a bit of a shitty thing that he did. But um, like he was ridiculed for that. Like he's uh, he's kind of a bit of a walking punchline, I think is poor Pat.
2: Yeah, fair.
0: Um, and um, in the rugby, then Ireland take on New Zealand and the Irish women's team um, take a win over Italy on St. Patrick's Day to secure the Grand Slam. Um, so, Simon, your rugby is, you know, I know it's your thing. Um, uh, I'm not sure but you're clear. I'm not the biggest rugby fan in the world, so I usually get Simon to explain these things to me. Um, but by the looks of it, the Ireland's men's team kind of threw away the the, the whole the lead on New Zealand. And But great news for the women, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, the men seem blew it. Um... To be honest uh this is like i was there and it's yeah it's definitely the worst like the the most crushing th- the defeat i've ever witnessed live uh because it was really only like aren't that really the men seemed a really bad year like they'd come they'd only won one game in the six nations and deck and kidney had Ooh. got the sack and joe schmidt came in then who was had been the coach we saw leinster win the Hind cup the last couple of episodes uh kieran and joe schmidt had been the coach yeah. for that he came in and um they, you know, these were his first couple of games and they got well beaten the week before by Australia. Um, I think by like 15, 20 points. And so there was no expectation. New Zealand were the best team in the world by a mile at this point. They'd won the World Cup in 2011. They would win it again in 2015. Like they're unbeaten for the year and this was their last game. And they were just expected to come in and beat us. And to go 19 nil up was like the most shocking thing in the world. Uh, but they just didn't build on it. And yeah, they let a new zealand come back in and uh, they stole it with that last that last second try and if you ever watch the footage of it like the stadium is so loud and then they score and it's like pin drop and i remember that it's probably the only time i've ever just been like slumped (laughs) in my seat after any kind of sporting event just being like i actually can't like i'm so physically hurt by this defeat (laughs) like just couldn't couldn't get over it having gone in with no expectation of winning to like getting all your hopes up and then having them dash was just uh Aww. was just awful. But yeah, the women's side, like this was unbelievable. Their first triple crown, first six nations, and then they had to go to Italy and like that game was played in a swamp. Like it was <laughs> it was on Paddy's Day and I remember watching it and like it was I'm like a mud bath. I'm like if you ever watch it back, it's it's a horrible day, and like that that can really level out any. So they would have been expected to beat it, but that can really level out any game. Never mind when you're going for a big prize and you get nervy an and stuff like that. But yeah, they dug it out, and it was a great win. And that's a real high point for women's rugby. Like this this year, from this year up till the the, the World Cup the following year, um, which I think features the next week's episode. Um, like they're the they're the high points for women's rugby. Unfortunately, we've gone. We've gone uh, a bit backwards since then, but um, mm. yeah, this was an amazing, an amazing triumph.
2: Yeah, uh, maybe it's not even that we've gone backwards, but it's just every other country has overtaken us. Yeah, yeah, fair. And hopefully with the the change that they're going to do one year contracts starting from next year, hopefully we can turn it around because Scotland, was it Sco- Scotland? No, Wales. Wales had a huge turnaround this year yeah. from the previous year. Like we hosed them um the previous year and then that the Six Nations was on and then they came over and beat us this year, um, after I think only one like full rugby year. Again, I know there was a there's a pandemic so it's hard to figure out when what started. Um but with only a short amount of time of that investment. So hopefully now with the the commitment that you are making, the ladies will be back back up there
1: yeah definitely definitely like it's just um it's needed it's really needed because I uh, say we kind of squandered this golden era uh, a mm. little bit and just didn't didn't build on it but yeah there's yeah. plenty of talent there
0: um and uh speaking of talent um up next stephanie roach of Piment united fc hits an absolute belter of another a
2: internet thing yeah another thing that went viral on the internet because nobody would have watched that because it was like a club game nobody exactly. well not you know what i mean but it would have only been the people that were there
0: mm, so exactly. there you go
2: another viral moment and she was super famous for su- she was still super famous for such a long time off of it
0: yeah and i believe she was even nominated
1: for an award as well
2: oh the i think sh- it's the sh- footballer sh- of the year was it
1: uh, it was the push award which is fifa's award for best goal in the world in a given year so okay the, the, or it was the it was first so the goal was scored this year but it was the 2014 awards because it's like you know football season so like 2013, gotcha. um, yeah, yeah. 14. but yeah there's a famous image from the awards ceremony of her walking in past messi and ronaldo and it looks <laughs> like they're both like you know their heads have both turned to like look at her as she walks yeah by. i obviously, know the one you're talking about actually but yeah. it's a great it's a great image um and like yeah like i mean like steph steph Roach's um <laughs> is like you know obviously a a, a a, an amateur or was an amateur footballer at the time and uh, yeah she did well she got a pro contract out of this over in America and she played in Italy for a while oh. and a great moment and like unbelievable goal like, unbelievable geez, goal unbelievable goal um, and I so so I I grew up um with Onyo Gorman who's a teammate of Stephanie's um, and uh, played football with Anya when I was a kid and Anya uh, would always say that she wouldn't have, she crossed the ball for this so she would always ah. say that, uh, <laughs> she didn't get any credit for her part in the her part in the goal <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah She's uh, Like Stephanie's Stephanie's a good player She's just back in the Ireland squad For the first time In a couple of years Just literally now they're, they're Wow uh, And she hadn't been Called up for a couple of years Which is uh, a great achievement
0: Absolutely No it, it's It's an unbelievable goal Like there's no There's uh... no there's just no denying how like, fantastic... Like, you couldn't hit that in FIFA or, like, 22 if you tried. Um, and the men's international team come under new management. Uh, former Celtic manager in Northern Ireland, Captain Martin O'Neill. Um, and Roy, listen up, you little freaks, Keane. Um, <laughs> they have their sights set on Euro 26. As Keane says, O'Neill makes him look like Mother Teresa. Which, uh, that would be quite hard to do. Um,
1: Roy Keane is upset with Mother Teresa because in when he left the World Cup in 2002... Uh, he in his book he called Niall Quinn Mother Teresa for his like holier than thou attitude uh, to things. So he's got a real thing for Mother Teresa, uh, Roy. Yeah. King. He just seems to mention her a lot. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, Roy Keane and Mother Trees, it's a, yeah, they go, they go, they go hand in hand on it. Um but this was looking like a promising duo, really, when they when it came in, uh when they came in, rather. Like I mean, Roy Keane, obviously nobody ever thought he would have anything to do with uh Irish football again after Saipan. And um, I mean look, Martin O'Neill is a terrific shout. It was rumored for years that he was going to um you know, that he was going to take over uh, the Ireland job. And after having given it off to the likes of Trapatoni and Brian Kerr and Steve Staunton, you know, it finally it was good. It felt like we were actually going to have somebody who knows what they're doing really properly at the wheel. Um, yeah. But it, it, it didn't really pan out as good as we thought it would. Um, no, I
1: mean, they qualified for Euro 2016, which is what he was talking about here. But yeah, again, it went sour after that. And I think, I think, again, there's obviously a lot in the background with the FAI, but also the, like, the lack of development of players so they were yeah. just looking for you know it's, it's very difficult to do because it's a results business and obviously they were focused on getting results and for a good while the results were good so nobody minded but they're the, the, what we see now with the men's football team is actual development of young players and it's a really exactly team that's what these guys was, through but yeah back back then it, it wasn't done that way and, and you know that's why we've we've had to reset and um, so yeah. we got short-term success out of it we'll see in the 2016 episode that was a great you know euros campaign but uh yeah i think there's a mixed a mixed legacy there for o'neill and team
0: yeah, like, I mean, like, you know, back in my day, I guess you could say, like, you know, you'd be running around the schoolyard or the back garden with your jersey on, pretending like you're Roy Keane. But, like, you know, around that time, you definitely did not see like six year olds running around the garden or the park going, I want to be Jeff Hendrick. You know what I mean? No. Like, there is, whereas now, yeah, you're starting to see this young, you know, this, this up and coming youth squad essentially. Um, and they're they're doing pretty well at the moment. So, I mean, fingers crossed, hopefully they keep going the way they're going. Um, and uh, up next, tragedy in Boston as a bomb detonates during the Boston Marathon. The explosion kills three and injures two hundred and sixty. Um, the people that were found responsible were the Kizarniev brothers. Um, with uh, it resulted in one being shot dead and the other found hiding in a boat, bleeding heavily, who was then, of course, arrested. Um, this was just absolutely insane when It happened. I mean, we talk about viral videos, right? And viral, and you know, things going viral. I remember when this happened, uh, Reddit, the social media site, uh, very, very infamously tracked down. They, they went, did their own investigation and thought that they found somebody respo- who was responsible. Oh for my
2: something. god, yeah, I'd totally forgotten about that. Yeah,
0: and they genuinely, um, like went overboard. Um, but they ended up getting so much wrong that they ended up convinced that it was a guy who the guy who did it they they failed to realize that this guy have was actually already dead and they had harassed his family like you know to to basically hand himself in and you know whatever like and the famous line is we did it read it um
1: but anyway oh, wow.
0: yeah it's 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 a, it's an insane story but the the this you know the actual event itself like the the pictures from it are absolutely horrific, and I don't know if you noticed, but there, there, there's a, a guy on the left hand side for a split second. He's been pushed out on a wheelchair. Um, I'm not 100% sure if it's him, but there is a, a fa- very famous photo of uh, a young man in a wheelchair uh, after the explosion happens. He's being pushed out by a guy in a high-vis vest and there's a guy next to him. And the guy next to him is holding up what looks like a red string. Uh, And that's where that that is basically the femoral artery that he's holding to keep the blood flow because the young man's legs were blown clean off. Um, Yeah. So it's 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 horrific because the bomb that they used was um, a pressure cooker bomb, which had which basically I don't know how it works. And even if I did, I wouldn't say it here because somebody would comment on it and, you know, make one. Um, But basically, you you pack a load of shrapnel in the bomb. And it goes off and Uh creates, it's designed to create. It was also
2: particularly cruel because it like was designed to take away the one joy in these people's lives, like their biggest joy, which was obviously running. So it was like not designed. It wasn't just to like, okay, we want to scare people, you know, or okay, I want to kill people. It was like, I actually want to maim people so they can't do the one thing that they love.
0: Yeah.
2: Did they ever get a like a motive?
0: I don't think so. Um, I'm Madness. not 100% sure. I'm going to look it up later because um, I'm, I'm going to read into it. Um, a,
2: a, a more positive spin on it is that I think a couple of years later, some of the survivors went and did it again with their prosthetics.
0: Ah, well, that's touching. That's that's what you want to see, you know. Yeah, the they adversity. ran it again. Yeah fair play to them Um, and in keeping with the states one brave soul speaks up to let the public know the nsa have been spying on them um edward snowden reveals uh, that you just have to fall under any sort of suspicion and they're onto you this leads to nationwide uproar as it is revealed that the us and uk agencies have been spying on other governments and world leaders and that people have been put at risk. Uh, another whistleblower gets prison time as Chelsea Manning gets 35 years for revealing secrets that show us uh, that show how US forces killed civilians in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, Julian Assange has quite a good name for it, no national security extremism. This was fucking massive when it came out because like it kind of pretty much just confirmed uh, basically what the Simpsons predicted that the NSA was <laughs> listening in on our phone calls, but not our phone calls.
2: I again, i totally forgot about this, but it's really interesting to be reminded of because in the last couple of years, hasn't the US been pointing the finger at TikTok being like China yeah. is recording us and monitoring us, blah blah blah?
0: Yeah. It, interesting. That, that, that was a that was a very I think that was a Donald Trumpism. Um, yes. Because you you know the, the the way he pronounced it, China. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know it's it's fucking hell. It's gas like. Uh, given the way the country is now, especially today after that horrific news, um, but uh, like th- th- the fact that they even let that man go on telly and broadcast, mm, what yeah, is, you know, it's, uh, it's just. Fucking I nuts.
2: also couldn't believe that Edward Snowden and the next, the next item, Chelsea Manning were in the same year.
0: Yeah, that didn't click with me either. Um, I think they, Chelsea Manning, they were arrested, uh, like kind of immediately, really, uh, and put in jail for quite a while.
2: Yeah, thirty-five years
0: yeah I, you know. and those were
2: the pictures weren't they was was chelsea the one that that released the pictures of uh, prisoners in in prison camps in iraq like I, being beaten and stuff and they'd, I, yeah. They were, well, yeah 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 well, there yeah so that was another one that was like god they were harrowing but they were everywhere
0: yeah yeah no it's yeah, har- they, that's a perfect summation for harrowing, but everywhere, because, yeah, they were, unfortunately. Um, and um, in Syria, the war wages on between Al-Assad's forces and the rebel brigades, including chemical weapons attack, which kill hundreds um in more tragic news in county loud guard adrian Donahue is murdered when he is when he intervened in a robbery attempt at a credit union uh very somber scenes of the guardy um marching in in uniform because it is always tragic when somebody dies in an incident like that but particularly somebody who's just out doing their job do you know mm, um and yeah. that like i followed that whole case when it happened and when they actually arrested i cannot remember for the life of me the name of the guy who shot him um but how they actually caught him was he fled to America after it happened. He went to work in New York and he uh, was bragging to a guy living in or sorry, a guy in the bar in New York, a random stranger that he met that he had killed. A police officer in Ireland. Oh my God! Yeah, and this guy contacted the cops and was like, "Hey, can you maybe look into you know, is there anybody Good man. wanted for Gardy, you know, murder over in Ireland?" There was, and I think Interpol or somebody had sent somebody to um, to New York to basically get this guy to talk again, which he did. Um, and yeah, they ended up extraditing him then, and you know, he's he's been convicted of it since. Um, and I think if I'm that that Adrian uh, Donahue had uh, two young kids as well. So I mean. So yeah. You- and I think it's
2: super shocking uh, when that happens here. Like, I know every time that a guard dies on duty, it's like a really hmm. shocking thing, especially with guns, because well, yeah, this always- is not something that is very regular here. You know, I mean, I, I think if you were a police officer in America, it'd be different. But here, it's it's yeah. really shocking when it happens. Yeah, which is which is good. Like I'm glad that we're oh, yeah. not used to that.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. No, it's it's a good we don't have such a, a big gun culture over here. Yeah. Um, and uh, Minister for Agriculture Simon Coveney, next to see, says that thanks to Ireland's rigorous testing, we've all been eating horse. Um, he, he uncovers the European wide crisis uh, with the horse meat scandal. Can't beat an owl horse burger. Uh, that's been, another one that was
2: huge on the internet. Yes, was, I remember yeah. us all making videos about this horse meat thing.
0: Oh yeah, I remember the video of the guy in the horse costume walking along the Tesco frozen, <laughs> aisle going Ah,
2: Yeah, Tesco really got the finger pointed at them in this one, but it was everyone was it not? it.
0: Everyone, yeah. Like, but I
2: remember, for whatever reason, whether it's anti-British sentiment or whatever it is, it was, I remember it being Tesco got firmly It was like Tesco and the horse meat,
0: Tesco but it
2: was I'm everyone. It. I'm pretty sure.
0: Oh yeah, they were all at it. They were all. They were all at it. it all at it um so but also
2: in retrospect how wild is that that they were selling us horse meat like 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 if you actually think about it isn't that insane
0: it is nuts the fact that they were just slipping it in there but it was all pro- processed stuff Do you know like, I know, the but like and the- at
2: some point someone has killed a horse and then processed the meat and gone Do you know what just Slip that into the vat there. Like, a it, it couldn't it wasn't accidental. Like that's crazy.
0: Yeah, like I know it wasn't accidental and, and like I and I don't think we were exactly eating, you know, the former Grand National winners or what have you. So uh, <laughs> Even worse. <laughs> yeah, Not that's even what eating the good Schergar. ones. <laughs> <laughs> That's nobody, uh, nobody wants to eat a loser. Uh, and um, speaking of which, uh, the Peru two, Michaela McCollum and Scottish Melissa Reid faced jail time in Lima on drug smuggling offences. Uh, I wonder, does the Hunbun Bun get its own trial?
2: Again, the Hunbun Bun like this is huge at the end of the day. I think these two were the most famous Irish pers- people for a couple of years.
0: Oh, yeah. And in, in, like, no doubt, like I, I guarantee infamous, you, probably a better word. Yeah, but I guarantee you she hit some drugs in that hon like there is <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs>
1: well that was the joke at the time wasn't it that like yeah. if they're looking for drugs on of them just probably start there yeah
0: <laughs> like even that fucking what do they call that thing that you buy you see it advertised on telly at, like 3 o'clock in the morning that fake bun that women have they put their hair through it and they roll it up around their hair I don't know what it's called but this thing looks like a bloody flying saucer
2: yeah um, she, she went for the massive one alright
1: yeah she was released recently enough wasn't she I think
2: so, yes.
1: Yeah, she's 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 written a book and stuff now and uh she oh. does talks and things. I love how like
2: I love how we basically say, yeah, she was released like there was two of them, but for well, some yeah. reason we were all focused on the one with the black hair, whatever
1: her name was. I the think it's with... Michaela McCollum. Yeah, Michaela, cared about the That's Scottish nobody not no give a shit why. Oh, that...
2: I didn't know if... it... she was Scottish.
1: In Scotland I don't even know if they cared, to be honest. We just like uh, like this this woman from uh, from Tyrone, I think she was wrong. like you just like oh god you've embarrassed us in front of everyone in front of everyone it's like well this happens all the time
0: uh and um the uh, the shannon is facing the chopping block as it gets the referendum treatment uh, a narrow win for the no side with a 51.7 percent to a 48.3 yes david norris is delighted he gets another while without hearing the words what is it you actually do around here um End of, End of describes it then as a wallop <laughs>
1: Yeah, I read that, and also like Catherine Zapone was like, "Oh, this is great. This is what we wanted, and now it's a mandate for reform." Like, still waiting on that reform, Catherine. Yeah, uh, yeah that struck me as well.
2: That struck me as well.
0: Yeah, it's like um, I don't know, it's like a vague threat, you know, the the Shannon or whatever, like the Shannon will decide. You, oh, the Shannon Smithers, I'm so scared. The Shannon, um, like it just always seemed very. I don't know unimportant um but you know obviously some work goes in there it's keeping David Norris on the payroll so he's happy um and uh, across the pond the Brits are just about to start being at it uh, as Tory backbenchers <laughs> and Nigel Farage pressure David Cameron into an EU membership vote which would be dubbed as drumroll pre-please Brexit
2: yeah I was surprised to find out Brexit went this far back
0: yeah, I was I'm glad it didn't go this far back in terms of the name. Um, because I, I remember like Theresa May was the one who kind of got that over, like hammered yeah. that. That was her mission. The story.
2: name was clever, it's all about branding.
0: That's true. And I know they mm. want like, God, there's like a really tiny majority in this country wanting an IREXit, which is just, yeah, I know, right. I think it's
2: we're like, lucky that the name isn't as good. <laughs> it's
1: no, not as catchy. Not. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> Needs work.
2: Yeah, I remain. No, it doesn't work either way
1: i think you'd just call it the irish goodbye wouldn't you i mean that's that's probably why you, that's oh probably my why. god
2: that's actually excellent but i need you to take that back because we can't <laughs> have it take off <laughs> none of that
1: none of those none of those people listen to us it's fine yeah and the venn diagram oh they're
2: it. yeah they're mad into reeling in the
1: ears <laughs> people oh, love <laughs> it Brexit, nostalgia about ban. an Ireland before immigrants that's, that's what they love <laughs> oh, that, yeah no that's exactly oh, I love those iregs a crowd they
0: constantly watch the 1960s episodes where we weren't allowed to bring in condoms where they had the housewife of the year awards like they're just they're they're just a fine people
2: <laughs> 1960s slash
0: 1990s episodes well, yeah that's that's true actually yeah uh, when you think about God we were a backwards nation
1: <laughs> I do recall actually the 91 episode where there was a woman on going I can't believe it's 1991 and we're still giving we're still finding people for selling for giving out condoms uh, because yeah, she had to, she was part of some family planning thing and they'd been fined for giving wow. condoms out to unmarried people or yes, something. Actually, and that yeah. was 1991, and she actually made that comment. I remember that episode. Oh. So yeah.
0: Lord. Um and uh the de and Shaolin with uh Ligma uh Wake Me Up and Ano Black cover Osquelge. Uh well I genuinely don't mind songs Osquelga like popular ones that are, are remade. Um this just like smacks of like the same vibe as like Nathan Carter. You know, it's just like it's it was everywhere. Uh I I a couple of friends of mine were uh Gores as they say, and they played this non-stop. Um, yeah,
2: I I have to push back on you that one now, right? Uh-huh. This was huge on on the internet this is another massive internet moment and it was like i think it was one of the first irish language massive cultural internet moments at least that i'm aware of like close de lurgan changed the game for gail talks for irish language summer schools like they i i just think they were absolutely year light years ahead of their time and i think that the cover is brilliant and you may not know this but i went down a couple of years ago and i actually worked with them um on their videos over the summer so it was uh it was a couple of years later um because we did a cover of uh iggy azalea so it was like a good few years later but um the work and the effort that goes into those covers is unbelievable. So they have a local um, production company, like one of the, basically one of the lads that's grown up there, he does it for free with his production company oh. um, and they come in and all the students have to translate it. They all make sure it's correct so they work it into the classes so it's like part of the learning experience. Then they go record it in like a homemade recording studio. So they have like microphones and then they're, they're using a Mac like and then everybody comes in and sings their bits and then they get all the students that have instruments to come in and play the instruments so not only is it a vocal cover but it's also every single instrument recorded in that cover is actually being played by the students then they get all the students together and they plan out like this big shoot and it takes like a full day um, and they like go around the the cloche then around the local area and stuff and they do all these big shoots and you know the production company brings in dollies and stuff it's unbelievable i just i think it's unreal people don't understand the amount of work that goes into this stuff but i just think it was like it absolutely i can't think of the word but they've changed the game in terms of um in terms of irish language summer schools and the popularity as well of that particular summer school exploded after that
0: i'd imagine it was
2: like the best marketing campaign in the world for the irish language
0: that is yeah jesus that actually does sound like a lot of no i also think it's a banger (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, (laughs) I get
2: what you're saying that it it was played everywhere, but I'm fully all for it. I thought it was better.
0: Like, I mean, like, I'm a big fan of the the Corona's version of Heroes or Ghosts, you know, Oscar, which is uh, like anything you can do, like, like, for example, Shaolin, they do a fantastic cover of uh, O Roche de Um, which I think kind of brought a more modern spin on these things. Yeah, it, it is. It's a fantastic initiative and fair play to those kids and particularly Shaolin for the effort. It, it,
2: Even the speed at which they did it. Because when yeah. I was down working with them, they were taking songs that were big that summer. They weren't taking them from like two years beforehand, mm. Do you know. So, it, yeah, it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, I can imagine the uh, the tuition fees went up a bit after after they went viral. Again. Yeah, and I
2: and I'm pretty sure there was some like because you know the way every um, niche group has a little bit of like drama or whatever. Oh yeah, you know I'm pretty sure there was a bit of annoyance from the other Gale talks about how popular oh. Lurgan in particular had become, and Nails it was kind of like doors. them with their fucking videos. <laughs>
0: Oh, that would have been, yeah, that actually, that sounds like it could have its own spin-off. spinoff. Uh, yeah, that would like, be brilliant, actually, reality Gale, TV. Gail talked Wars. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> uh, um, And um, up next in the All-Ireland Hurling final, Clare and Gork go to a replay with Clare trouncing Cork 5.16 to 3.16 as Davy Fitz screams into the abyss, um, which is actually very fitting. We've got Clare on the show and Clare winning the All-Ireland. you couldn't have planned it any better.
2: Yeah, and I don't care about hurling. Is that what that is, hurling?
0: yes that's the one is <laughs> that what that is Claire? That's, that's the one with the stick
2: yeah sorry i like i'm looking at the list of notes that i wrote and i've like totally left out anything that i was didn't interest me and i've left that out <laughs>
1: ah, well that's fair <laughs> I, I will take the hurling then okay so can't believe i know you're from mayo but she's you know come on i don't think um, it does it does a little bit <laughs> Um, so yeah, so this was uh, this was the second replay in a row. Kieran, I think did mm-hmm. I tell the story last week about the replays? With um, the yeah. Three, yeah. yeah, the three in a row. So this was the middle one, um, and then Shane O'Donnell, who's like 21 at the time, comes out of nowhere and scores a hat trick in the replay. And uh, yeah. Davy Fitz has a bit of a conniption slash orgasm on the side of the pitch, which is. <laughs> Deeply unsettling But anyway uh, first, first title for Clare in 16 years So uh, yeah, well done Well, well, well done, done well. The banner I'm still sorry about them Knocking Wexford out at the weekend But anyway that's, The
2: replays uh, are A scam Surely The money making Racket oh absolutely yeah yeah so like, yeah we're all on the same page uh, yeah.
0: like i mean in hurling like a minute of extra time would get you another point at the very exactly end yeah um and in the football dublin take on mayo uh no prizes for guessing who won. yeah
2: now look i won't pretend to know a huge amount about uh football i do get interested jump on the bandwagon every year as uh-huh. an as a mayo woman of course i do uh just to get me heartbroken every year but um the, looking at the score there, 2-12 right, to 1-14 is three points in the difference, isn't it? 2-12 to
0: one Two points in the difference. Two points in the difference. Yeah. Two points
2: in the difference. So I'm pretty sure, I might be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm. this was a game where at the very end, there was a Mayo player that had like, a. he could have taken a shot at goal or he could have taken a, a, kicked it over the bar and he chose to kick it over the bar. But if he'd gone for the goal, we would have won. If he got it, obviously. But, like, why didn't he try it?
1: Yeah, like, this is always, always go point.
2: for glory. What are you doing? Okay, now we lost by a point instead of two points. <laughs> what?
1: Yeah, this is always the thing. Like, if you're two or three points down, yeah, and you, you, there might be a minute left, and you're like, do I take a point and then we go for a goal?
2: Yes, but I, I'm pretty sure this was, like, way less than that. This was, like, do or die. I think that was the... I wanna say it was the last shot of the match, but that just might be how I remembered it.
1: Uh, you know, care. Okay, maybe it's just crap and he kicked it over the barbers. Who knows? <laughs>
2: Actually, I never I genuinely never thought of that.
1: <laughs> no, I don't know. I gen- genuinely I don't remember it, so I don't know, but like uh yeah, just uh it just uh but then like pressure does funny things, doesn't it? Like you know, just Yeah, well be...
2: I think I think it was the following year where we scored two own goals, if I'm correct. So oh anyway, my Lord. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> the less said about that the better. That's coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I, I never, I never really bet on um on hurling football, nothing like that. But I have a feeling this could be their year. So hashtag <laughs> yeah. Mayo for Sam.
2: Well, the year they beat Dublin in the semis now was actually yeah. like, come on, what were hard. we at? Yeah, that was talk that, about that a, a chance weekend. squandered. But
1: <laughs> it'll come, it'll come at some point. This it, was eventually. actually Kieran, a brief story. So I was working in an office uh, in Dublin at this time and. Um, it went went viral right uh this picture was taken of the office because there was like a section where like six people were sitting and three of them were mayo and three of them were dublin oh. and they put all the bunting and stuff across the tables so it was like a proper divide um and they like po- we po- took this picture of them and it went viral in the day i think it went on to what was you might remember, do you remember the journal had uh like a buzzfeed type uh site which is gone now uh was it the
2: Oh, the Daily, I the Daily
1: Edge, yeah. oh, I love the was, Daily it, Edge. It went, it went, it was uh, on a Daily Edge article. Uh, so it went viral. That's, ah. that's, that's what and I'm saying.
0: You know, it's funny you say that because uh, around this time, actually, I was running a comedy club in Waterford and I booked these guys from a um, Oh God, from Pop the Cherry in Whelan's, the, the lads who do that. And they came down and did a gig, but about yeah, it was around this time because they had literally just gone viral themselves because they went into Dublin and did a uh, pillow fight as they, <laughs> they all wore Mayo and Dublin jerseys about the shit out of each other with pillows. Um, and the I believe the line, ironically enough, was you're going to get a Malahyden.
2: Um, <laughs> oh, excellent.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah no would was... you like them here? Yeah. <laughs> Those are, there's some class acts right there that brought some, uh, that brought actually a bit of a crowd in that night, if I remember correctly. (laughs) Um, And to end our our show then, uh, we see the release of the Magdalene Laundries Report, which would document the conditions in which thousands of women were sent to the uh, church-run laundries by their families, state officials, or members of the clergy. We see one woman who says she just wants justice for what was done to them in the laundries. The report documents the abuse carried out and the unpaid work that these women were forced to do. Uh, Enda Kenny, issue is a formal apology on behalf of the state, as we see several dignified and incredibly strong women celebrate outside the door. One woman, Katie McManus, says their hearts were broken so many times and they tried and they tried what they got there. Um, I think it is fair to say that, that when A, when this episode came out last year and we watched it, when we were live tweeting about it, and B watching it again yesterday uh this really got me um i have to say i i couldn't put into words just how inspirational uh those women were to be fair to fight for so long um and you know unfortunately no word of reparations uh, or you know finances anything like that but to fight so hard to finally get acknowledgement of the wrong that was done to them was just incredible
2: yeah definitely i mean an, an apology is better than no apology you know yeah um Am I right in thinking that a co- like more recently they that report was sealed or was it a different report? I, I remember there being outrage about them sealing.
0: I think the one that was sealed was the Chewin babies report. Right, gotcha, Okay, so yeah, because technically irrelevant.
2: Well, not technically irrelevant. Yeah, it's not quite I mean, yeah, what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: No, not okay. the same. Yeah, not the, not the same subject essentially, but along. But yeah, the same the same thing, pretty much. The reason they sealed, I think, the Chewin ones was because it had um information relating like it had actual names of people in it um who you know they they think that it could, like the, the names of you know parents and th- and just awful things like like that and they didn't want to get any out for data protection reasons, yeah. and, which is why it was yeah it was sealed. Um, but no, this um, like we've all you know I'm pretty sure we all have any anyway, seen like the Magdalene laundries, film, and you know known how big of an impact this institution had on our country and the women who lived in it. Yeah. Um, so it's just it's it's great to see like that the, like that lady Katie McManus. I swear to God, just seems like. Just such a lovely old lady, you know, um, and a very strong one at that. So fair play to, to, to all the women for at least getting that much of what they deserved.
2: Yeah. And I mean, obviously, if you've gone through that much trauma as well and you have to fight that hard mm. for it to be recognised, like that's adding to it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, it's mad that that happened. Like, it's so hard to 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 sort of reckon with the fact that that happened in our country.
0: Yeah. and And, you know, it's... Like they reckoned that what a big cause of, not such, so much a cause, but what actually, um, I suppose for the use of a better term, bumped up their numbers uh, towards like the 40s, 50s and 60s was tuberculosis because there was, uh, you know, um, people who were dying from tuberculosis and leaving children behind and, you know, or single, you know, the wife would die and the husband would have to rear the kids. What's easier, rearing, going out and working, providing for a family of six, or just bring them down the road and give them to the, the Magdalene Laundries and they can raise them, raise them yeah. you know. So it's... Um,
2: I mean, I, th- I think, well, obviously the Magdalene Laundries were super cruel, but like an extra added cruelty was the whole way that they like wouldn't let you find out. So they'd... You, you couldn't even name your baby and then it'd be adopted by somebody in America and yeah. they would make it impossible for you to, to figure out. Like I have a couple of friends who have now new or i suppose not new but like relatives that they've found very late in life because of this (laughs) and it's great to see people finding their uh families but like you know the film philomena yeah shows that it's not always it's not always possible it's just yeah it's just a horrific horrific Mm -hmm. time in our history and it's it's fucking awful it's really bad
1: really is it it's it's a it's a black stain for Absolutely. me on the history of the country. Like I love being Irish and I like I, you know, are are everything about the country, you know, there's so many good things, but like this and it's like the Magdalene Laundries is one part of it, but it's it's I think there's a line in it about, you know, a craven state and people who just, you know, essentially let church dictate yeah you yeah. know the social mores of the country. Like that's really the black stain for me is just that people stood by and did nothing. Yeah. yeah. And you know you think about it, it's not, you know, people hundreds of years ago, it's your grandparents and your you know your yeah. grandparents. The last one like, closed
2: in nineteen ninety four.
1: Yeah, you know, and there was just a lot of like when you read research it and you read about it, there's just a lot of willful ignorance to what was going on and like they're shut away in those big, big big laundries those big buildings you know those kind of we've all seen them in various towns like those posing buildings yeah. with statues of mary outside them or whatever it is and like they're being mistreated in the name of i don't even know what like you know and some of those some of those people who were in power at strayed so far from from you know mm. maybe their original reasons for being yeah. for yeah. being uh, in the clergy it is a real black mark but this is this is one of the most gut-punching endings to a Reeling really in the Years episode there is. I'd have it up there. So I think I mentioned before that 1986 is, for me, is the is the king, yeah. the goat. Uh with Kieran, you'll remember, you'll remember it, and I would urge you to watch it. It's it's the last five minutes is about the immigration crisis at the time, and it's uh it's again, it's to do with the music that's played. So like, I think "Take Me to Church" was the perfect song for this. Um we don't have yeah. to talk about the music cuz it's hard to relay on a podcast but like without playing it which we can't but um like it's the perfect music to set to it and then i think you mentioned Kitty McManus like at the end like she's and all those women like they're weeping with joy and it's at a like a, a, such a simple like thing it's just an acknowledgement and an apology yeah. of the wrongdoings of of an of like of a state and of a nation like and it's that's just so moving to me and and Karen, you said as well like it's just it's just so moving that that's that's really all they were fighting for, like compensation and redress. Yes, absolutely, and they deserve it. But these women really just wanted to be acknowledged because for yeah. so long they were locked away and not thought of, and just left to, yeah. you know, to to live in these in these laundries as slaves, essentially. Like you know, yeah. for, for the for the for the most part, um, yeah. you know. So all they're looking for at this advanced age now is to be acknowledged and for what Jenny Kenny did and, and 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 issued an apology and fair play to him. You know, that's 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 what's needed and um yeah, it's just a real it's just a real good puncher of an ending, but which it is what was what it yeah. a great episode.
2: I wonder, um, just out of curiosity, did the church ever apologise? Because they were just as involved, surely, as the state, if not.
1: We saw Jeremy Martin apologize, correct me if I'm wrong, Karen, in one of the last couple episodes we did, yeah. it might even have been last week's one for sexual abuse.
0: Yeah, that might have been um, sh- yeah, I don't
1: think man. he in that anyway he covered Michael Laundries, but he was kind of a blanket apology for yeah abuse um i don't know have they since
2: i wouldn't bet on it but it is an interesting thought
0: yeah it's like there's this kind of a i can't remember the name of the online group but it's kind of a an activist group almost anonymous uh, no, no. no. Um, <laughs> it's an activist group that's kind of looking into, uh, you know, how deep does this go in terms of, uh, you know, your mind and laundries and and what have you, because they're trying to draw uh, a comparison between what happened with, you know, again, something similar with the chewing babies, the exact same thing happened with an indigenous boarding school that was <gasps> run by the Catholic. Yes, in, in Canada. Canada,
2: right? So they're
0: yeah. trying to draw a correlation between the two, because if you think about it, if it happens one place, it's an isolated incident. If it happens in two, it's a coincidence. But if it happens in two places under the one banner of the one organization, mm, it's a conspiracy. It's systematic. So, exactly, it's a systematic. So they want to know how far back and how deep does this go?
1: Um, well, it definitely did, because if you think about, like you liken it to the sexual abuse of children and it's, you know, these people move between um, countries. So like yeah. there will have been, you know, uh, nuns or, or or brothers who run the, ran these institutions, obviously it was nuns with the laundries, but like mm. that would have moved then on missions to, to other countries yeah. and probably ran it the same way. So I would be very surprised if it didn't, yeah. wasn't also the case in other countries.
0: Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, So with that, um, we are coming to an end of this episode. So as always, before we go, we'll go around and uh, pick three people from tonight's episode. If we were to bring them to a dinner party, who would they be and why? So Simon, just to give Claire a bit of a flavour, I'll let you go first. So if you would bring any three people from tonight,
1: who would they be and why? Okay, so um, I think we'll all probably agree on the first one or maybe not, but I will uh, first person I'll bring is Chris Hadfield. like a real um trailblazer in the way that he we discussed earlier Claire mentioned like that he that that he opened up space what they do in space and what they do in the space, international space station to the masses by by broadcasting on twitter and and, and on the various uh, platforms at the time um sound lad loves ireland uh you know and, and just seems anytime you listen to him if you listen if you watch any of the videos or watch any of his ted talks or any of those that kind of stuff he just comes across as a really really good positive person um yeah you know doing doing good stuff uh, so i'll definitely bring chris Hatfield. the second person i'm going to bring is stephanie roach um i think i know the goal the goal was a viral moment and like any any player really can score a great goal. There was a a male Northern Irish footballer who was nominated for the Pushcast Award a few years later, and I'd originally looked that one up as well. But I think again, it was putting women's sports in the public eye at a time when it still wasn't. We saw Katie Taylor last week, and we spoke about that and how you know she was a real um, a real role model in in her sport. And Stephanie Roach became that in football. Uh, and I think a lot of girls now playing football as teenagers or even as as young adults now probably idolized her 10 years ago when it wasn't you know women's football wasn't on tv and still really isn't um so i definitely have stephanie roach as a as a as a, as a guest because i'd be interested to hear her story and she's traveled around now and played in different countries and stuff like that so i definitely have i definitely have her and the third person i'm going to have which kieran i feel you might have as well is kitty mcmanus the, the last mm-hmm. lady who spoke there i could have had any or all of these survivors but we kind of try and keep it to three people so um i just think the way her words at the end just move me so much every time I watch him and I've watched this episode obviously a couple of times since it was first aired last year and every time um it it really just gets me uh emotionally in terms of in terms of what these women went through and she kind of symbolizes that for me so I'd, uh, I'd bring her in give her all the food and treat her well
0: good stuff i like your choices so claire now that you know what that's all about if you were to take any three people from tonight's episode bring them to a dinner rally who would they be and why
2: yeah so i really liked your choices simon and i really respect your very well thought out serious choices i went for a joke answer
1: that's absolutely um, that's um, so encouraged. i
2: went i went for the peru two and graham norton because <laughs> i thought <laughs> yeah. it'd be funny
1: that sounds like an outrageously <laughs> funny dinner actually. So <laughs> That, yeah, that does. That's. I did consider
2: app. getting Edward Snowden and Chelsea Manning into the same room, but I was like, no, the Peru oh, yeah. 2 now and Graham Norton They'd would be They'd squeal
1: on you. They'd squeal on you. <laughs> and Claire, we started this, I think, right back at the early one of the very early episodes and it originally started as that like as a funny (laughs) dinner party and we've just made it very serious over time but uh yeah definitely that's that sounds like a really really fun dinner party
0: yeah um so mine would be um julian assange uh just because i kind of want to know what the hell it's like to have to be living in an embassy for like years on end that does not sound fun at all um sorry i would also pick michaela McCollum just so she could teach me how to do a hun bun that great um and then you were right, I would also pick Katie McManus just because she reminds me so much of like a lot of older women that I knew growing up and uh, just seems to be the loveliest nanny in the world Just want to give her a hug. Exactly um, So that is going to do it for us uh, this week So if you want to follow us on Twitter, see what we're doing, see what we're all about, it's at R-I-Y-E podcast um, So a big huge thank you as always to my co-pilot or co-train driver as it were this week, This is Simon Chadwick
1: Thank you Karen. pleasure as always
0: and big huge thank you to Claire aka Clisair that's C-L-A-R-E not C-L-A-I-R-E um, <laughs>
2: but Clisair is C-L-I-S-A-R-E just to confuse everybody
0: <laughs> I know right um, so before we sign off before we go out you can tell us again Claire where are we where are we likely to find you doing what, and what you. Uh,
2: yeah so I'm on YouTube and Twitch and I also make short form content then on Instagram and TikTok and I'm also on any other social media that you personally prefer and it's all Clisair which is C L I S s a r e it's not a real name it's a totally made up name but <laughs> uh you can search claire colin or you can go to ash on pretty much every platform
0: good stuff so thank you once again claire for joining us it's been absolutely tremendous having you um to everybody out there that is listening as i said we're getting close to the very end we're nearly there so don't don't leave us please um so uh once again thanks a million and as always keep on reloading Take me to
3: church,